Aloha and welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. I am Catherine and on today's episode, my lovely co-host Randy is interviewing me about what made me motivated to join this podcast. I'm also going to be sharing how I transformed from an anxiety-ridden tomboy to a feminine goddess and healer of men. Stay tuned to hear about my life as a cuddle professional. Yes, a cuddle professional and how I discovered my life's purpose. So let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast with your host, Randy and Catherine. This is a space for powerful women to share their story and to be real and raw about the truth of living your life's purpose. Any topic is fair game. We check gossip at the door so we can focus on building community and collaboration. This podcast will help you discover your individual power and give you the tools to live your most uplifted life. So let's find out what's uplifting you today. Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. Today, I am going to be interviewing my co-host, Catherine Verbrugge. Did I say it right? <laughs> oh okay, my sorry. God, you guys. Before this, I spent so long trying to get that right. And Catherine is my good friend, and I cannot say her last name. No, I'm um, Anyways, we are going to be talking about who she is and what her mission is, and why she wanted to start this podcast with me. And so let's just dive right in, Catherine. Why don't you share with our listeners and our audience who you are and what your mission is? Well, yeah, my name is Catherine Verbrugge. Good job. Nailed it. Um, I am a cuddle professional, and I'm a self-betterment advocate. Um, A lot of my story, actually 100% of my story, has always just come from the evolution of understanding self. I think from a very young age, I was very driven to understand what the hell my purpose in life was. Um, Just based off the people around me, I always kind of saw that people were not living their, to their highest potential. And I saw that. I was like, why are people not living their best lives? Like why, why the, like life is way too short for you to sit around and, and stick with the same job, the unhealthy relationship, anything like that. So even from a young age, I was very aware of that. Um, So kind of having that awareness uh, topped with really crippling anxiety for 25 years of my life, um, that really propelled me into this ideology of, okay, (laughs) how can I be my best self? How can I help others be their best selves? And I think even when I was younger, it wasn't that clear cut. I think in everything that I've learned so far, I've kind of come to that clarity and that realization, but from a young age, I just had this, this dissonance within me of here's where I want to be, but I don't know what that looks like versus here I am now and I'm anxious and I'm scared and I'm unhappy. So it's taken a lot of growth and development to kind of get to this point now of clarity and understanding. Um, My background, I have my degree in psychology. I learned about halfway through that I did not want to be a therapist. (laughs) I've always, and that's kind of how I am now a cuddle professional. I have kind of always known I want to help people and I want to offer myself to other people. Um, I just knew therapy was not the answer for me. I did personal training, another form of serving others. I was a vegan lifestyle coach and educator. Again, all these things were cool because it was one-on-one and I could directly see the transformation, but I just felt unfulfilled. Like I felt like I had to take these more academic routes where I learned about what this, I don't even care. (laughs) All I wanted to do was just be there for people. So 
with self positive, which is my Instagram account where I am basically just very vulnerable, kind of the same thing that we're sharing here, the power of sharing your story, the power of me sharing my vulnerabilities and my anxieties with others, lets you know that it's okay to feel these things like we are human beings, this is what we feel. Um, so that paired with the cuddling where I can just show up for someone and hold such a, an open and vulnerable, vulnerable space for them. That has led me into, I think, a full understanding of what I'm about, what I'm passionate about, uh, and what I'm focused on in my life. So a, a large sense of serving others, being there for people, sharing with people that it's okay to be you, just not give a shit when anyone else thinks, anyone else thinks. Just, just be you. And I've had to learn that in my own my own life and my own experiences. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about what it means to be a cuddle professional, because I'm mm. sure there's a lot of people yes. who have never <laughs> heard about this profession. Um, so maybe dispel some of the beliefs mm -hmm. for people, you know, and let them know exactly what it is you do. And you touched on a little, a, a little bit, but how exactly you got into this <laughs> line of work. Okay, <laughs> that's a loaded question. All right, so I learned about professional cuddling years ago, some random internet search. I have no idea how I found it. It came to me, universe said, here you go. I said, thank you. Um, at the time, the person I was with was not okay with me doing this. Um, and since we are no longer together, I said, you know what? There's still something in me that says, follow this, go with this. Um, side note, hopefully we'll get back to your original question. Let me know if we don't. <laughs> but something inside of me, um, and even though this is a podcast for women, I think it's important to share this because I think as women, we're told we should not help men. And I had that construct in my head for a very long time. I said, why do men deserve my time? They don't. Like, they should figure it out. They hurt me. Fuck them. And I think this year, I really had to come to the realization that I need to produce the change in men that I want to see. If I want a man to be more vulnerable and accepting and loving, like why would I not teach that to them? So a lot of my mission with cuddling is to teach men that it's okay to show emotion. It's okay to let go of that mask of masculinity. It's okay to open people and touch people and, and, and not have it be just fucking. Like intimacy is so many levels and it's so deep. And in our society, we think that intimacy and sex are the same thing. And a lot of what I teach and a lot of what I do is to show that intimacy has so many levels and it can be platonic and it's still so fulfilling and lovely. Okay, so that's part one. <laughs> so it's okay. It, and that's kind of the aspect of me accepting myself is understanding that even as a female, I can have my own feminine energy and power and still want to help men. Mm -hmm. I can come into my own being and be surrounded by amazing women and still help men. <laughs> there we go now. It's like, oh no. Oh, okay. Hi. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. We're just gonna cut that out. <laughs> I think it was just letting us know that the file was done <laughs> downloading. Okay. Tight. Okay. Well, I can help men. Tight. Um. Okay. Well, we're just gonna cut that out. <laughs> Uh, okay, so so why don't you? Okay, so I'm gonna, we're just gonna cut that out because I, I think it was at a good point where we can cut it out. So can you explain like what a typical like cuddling session is yeah. really like? So, despite popular belief, I'm not an escort. I do not have sex with my clients. 
a typical cuddle session is about two hours. It is platonic, it's clothed. Um, we, I start by kind of gauging what they're looking for. It's like any other like massage therapy or therapy. I'm, I'm here to serve them. You know, like they're coming to me because they have a need that is not being met in other places. Um, so I'm trying to figure out what their needs are, whether they are recently divorced or widowed, whether they haven't been in a relationship, like a long-term relationship ever. I work with a lot of men who just don't have the time for a relationship, yet they still want that closeness and that intimacy. Um, so yeah, I'll kind of gauge what they need. A lot of them are like first timers and they're like, what the hell is this? I just, I need something and they, they're not quite getting it. Um, so yeah, it's usually about two hours and we talk and we cuddle and we just share space on an emotional and a physical level. For me, the physical intimacy is important, but I think that emotional intimacy is even more important because like I said, they're not getting this in other places, especially this age range, which I'm working with. They're still taught that like therapy is kind of taboo for a man or they don't have that partner that they can turn to. So it's like, what are they supposed to do? Who are they supposed to talk to? So I'm offering them also a space to kind of open up in a safe way and, and like, I'm not gonna judge them. I'm just here to listen and be understanding. So yeah, even though it is the physical intimacy during a session, for me, like I said, it, it's mostly about that emotional impact with someone else. Absolutely. Have you ever had any experiences with men who tried to take it to another level yes. or who tried to, <laughs> yeah, were like inappropriate? Yeah. Um, and like, how did you deal with that? Right. So. I think even the best intentioned men can sometimes fall into the trap of like, there's a beautiful woman next to me. And I kind of have to be aware of that. And for me, the most important thing is keeping the open communication going and saying, here are my boundaries. This is a hard no for me. <laughs> and I think that's taught me a lot just in life in general. Like I used to not have any boundaries because I didn't want to offend anyone else. Mm -hmm. I thought if I say no, they're going to not like me. They're going to think this, that, and the other. I now I was like, nope, that's not what I do. That's okay. And I do have men who say, oh, I'll pay you more to, to have sex. I'm like, no, like, if you want that, you go find an escort for that, which fine, you do that. That's just not what I do. Um, and, and so I think, honestly, one of my biggest lessons in doing this is understanding my boundaries and understanding how to clearly communicate my boundaries. Yeah, I know that's such a struggle for so many so many oh of us is setting God. those boundaries. Yes. So maybe what are some steps for people to help them create boundaries mm. and to set boundaries? You know, I think what's really mm. difficult is like a lot of times in relationships, if you don't set the boundaries ahead of time, it yes. can be really difficult because, yes. you know, they're crossed and people don't know they're crossing their boundaries. So can you give our listeners some advice on maybe how to set boundaries and if boundaries are crossed, like, how do you remediate that? So first and foremost, it's understanding what your boundaries are and being just accepting them fully. Because I, I know for me, it, it just it came into that not feeling worthy of my boundaries. It sounds so crazy to say, but it's true. Like, even though I, my, my gut knows, your gut knows everything. Like, it does not lie to you. It knows what you want and what you don't want. And I would have these feelings of like, oh, this probably isn't right. But I would still go through with whatever the case may be. It applies to everything. Um, it takes sitting down with yourself and saying, this is a hard yes, this is a hard no. And your body, I promise you, will know. There's no like, oh, maybe, like, no. <laughs> if it's, oh, maybe, it's a fuck no. So it really just took getting to that space. And for you, if you want to, like, 
I'll talk about this later too, but meditate. Meditate is the best way to start listening to your body and understanding what those hard yeses and those fuck no's really are. I, as far as, um, and I think as you communicate these boundaries, that gets easier the more sure you are within yourself. Because if I know my reality, no one else can sway me. So if someone says, oh, do you want to have sex? My hard no is no. And it's not a matter of like, oh, maybe. Uh. It's like, no, it's clear. I'm, I'm certain in my conviction that I'm going to say no. Um, so I think the more confident you are in yourself, and that just takes practice. I used to, like back in my super struggle anxiety days, I used to worry that, like, say there was this, a, a new adopting of, of a mentality, like, oh, yeah, you're just confident in yourself. You're like, but what if I'm not confident in myself? What if the confidence goes away? And then, and then I'm like, go back to square one, and I would just spiral into these thoughts. And it takes so much practice to say, stop, <laughs> stop that, and just say, I'm confident in myself. Even if you don't fully believe it yet, fake it till you feel it. Like, I, I'm living proof of that mentality. Fake it until you feel it. You just... My best advice for you, you just have to make those changes. You have to just be strong in what you believe and uncovering, like knowing that what you believe is right. Absolutely. It's asking yourself those difficult questions, oh right? God, to really yes. get at what your boundaries are. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to go back to when you talked about discovering your life's purpose mm -hmm. and how, you know, you tried all of these things that mm -hmm. you thought maybe were the right, you know, quote unquote, right thing to do. Yeah. Um, and then to discover they weren't bringing you fulfillment and yeah. happiness. How did you really discover your life's purpose? It goes back to listening. I've always known on some level that this is what I want to do. Um, even through schooling, thinking that I had to be academic, I had to. And I had this interesting perception that it was like my mom was making me do this. She's never pressured me into anything, but it's like, oh, I need to be academic because it'll make my mom happy. And it's like, what, what is that? <laughs> There's no reality in that. Um, but like, I've known for a long time that all I want to do is hold space for people. And I think also discovering the new tools, I had to go through those different things to understand what was not right for me. There's so much validation and importance in understanding what you don't want. It took me a lot of like crossing things off my list to understand what I actually do want. Um, and I used to be really afraid of, of trying new things and failing, but understanding that there's no such thing as failure was like the most liberating thought I've ever had. Um, yeah, it just comes down to, I, I tried a lot of things. <laughs> and the more I've researched, the more I've learned, the more I've crossed things off, the more narrow my focus has become. And I'm sure even as I continue, like it's going to evolve, it's going to grow. Like mm -hmm. I'm not set in stone with this is what I'm going to do forever because I know it's not. Like I know everything's, the more the society evolves, the more I evolve, everything's going to keep changing. That's just, you have to be fluid in that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, let's, I just want to, before we talk about our final questions, mm -hmm. Um, I want you to just kind of share your inspiration behind starting this podcast mm -hmm. and why you wanted to create this platform. So I was just talking to Randy off camera before this, where it's like, oh, I'm usually the person who like doesn't want to share my story, like talk real quick. And I'm like, bye. <laughs> so <laughs> that paired with like, I, I know I need to get my story out, like for my own sanity and for the sake of other people listening, like what I've gone through is valid. Um, 
and also just creating a space for women in particular to share that. A lot of what I grew up with, um, I was a tomboy and I, I really like rejected any kind of femininity. Um, it wasn't until like this year that I was like, hey, maybe I'll have kids. <laughs> maybe this is a thing. Um, and this has been a big year of accepting my feminine energy and realizing mm -hmm. like I am, because I, I always was like, I'm a masculine energy in a female form. So this has been my first year of being like, I am feminine. I have within me masculine and feminine energy. And that's not something I have to just dispel because I'm not super pretty and peppy and whatever. It's, it's a part of me. And so I think that those two things paired together, I think it's important. I kind of want to touch on before where it's like, even though a lot of what I do helps men, I think it's important to also have a community of women because that's not something I grew up with. So creating a space where it's like, hey, you know what? I grew up a tomboy and I can still have empowered females in my life. So that was like a big step for me. It's just like, I don't have, it doesn't have to be either or. <laughs> so we're all here together in this, you know? Yeah. yeah. There's so much duality in life, right? So much light and dark. And we really believe that it has to be black or white, but there's really just so much, yeah, so much beauty in the gray area, yeah. right? Okay, so is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners or touch on that we haven't talked about? Um, I, I don't think there is. Um, honestly, not that I can think of. We're oh, on a, an amazing awesome. journey together. Awesome. I'm, really, I'm really excited. I'm really looking forward to this because this is a huge stepping stone for both of us. And so I'm, I'm honestly just really excited to see what this leads into. So, yay! <laughs> yes, thank you guys for being a part of this. So our final question is, what are three things that you can tell women to help them uplift their lives right now? I think number one, like what I said, is meditate. That was the biggest catalyst for me um, for overcoming the anxiety I dealt with for like all of my life. <laughs> So meditate and just like I said, listening to your damn self because your heart and your gut, they know, like there's no ifs, ands, or buts, like it knows. So just listening to that. Um, also generating an exact focus on what you do want to do. And I don't even think I have that all figured out, but I, I, I will say that in every step and every moment that I take to gain clarity, like when I ask for things from the universe and it's like 100% clear, that comes back to me. If you ask the universe, yeah, I think I want some money. It's not going to come back to you with anything because it's not clear and it's not succinct. Um, I had a number three and now I forgot my number three. Um, just living in your truth, not giving a shit what other people think because part of that anxiety that I dealt with for so long was being concerned with what are people going to think of me like just doing things that make you happy mm -hmm. and coming from a space of love, as long as you're coming from a space of love for yourself, for others, for other beings, there's no wrong. Like there's no wrong. As long as you're acting out of, of love for yourself, there's no wrong. So mm, absolutely. All right. Well, that was so great. And I just want to thank you, Catherine, for being on this journey with me. And um, we are both just so excited to share this with all of you and to help you all live your most uplifted life. So we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.
thank you so much for sharing a piece of your day with us. Please rate and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on. To continue the conversation, follow Catherine and Randy on social media. Our links are listed in the show notes. We can't wait to share another powerful story with you next week. And until then, stay stay uplifted. uplifted.